Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. And welcome back, everybody. It's hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Working from the home office. Brendan at 630 Chad. We'll be playing an all day or tomorrow. Uh, noon to two, uh, orders now, and uh, two until 4.45. Well, the face-off show, puck drop, game four, Edmonton and Chicago. Second hour of today's show, Truculent Thursday takes over. We will hear uh, from Brian Burke, courtesy of our friends from the Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar, and then Edmonton sporting icon George LaRock out of Montreal as well. Second Hour of Orders Now is brought to you by Digitex. By or at least your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. We welcome back to the show Brian Burke. Brian, how are you? Good, Bob. How are you? Uh, well, uh, hey, it's it's all part of the evolution, right? You know what I'm saying here? Like, uh, we got some nervous fans, and rightfully so, and nobody said this was going to be easy. And uh, the Hawks have got championship pedigree. Give me your take on what we've seen in the first three games of the series. Yeah, I, I was. I know when I asked you, I know how much you love the team, Bob, and when I asked you, I was half, being half facetious. It's like, aside from that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the play, right? Yeah, well, I, I like the fact that we're talking about hockey instead of me commenting on the fact that the NRA is uh, being investigated for $64 million missing fun because that would be way too much fun to discuss. Uh, <laughs> well, I will, I will say you were clearly right on something, a drum that you started beating very early, which is the value of having Edmonton as a hub city. So you got people all over the world now seeing these beautiful outdoor shots of the river, uh, the downtown uh, they can't find the mountains that the premier said were right there near Alberta but, or near Edmonton, but it, it's been a boost worldwide for for Edmonton from a tourist standpoint. And we won't see the impact right away, obviously, but you were right about that early on, Bob. You called that. Well, I appreciate. Uh, so, so going back to the series, I mean, it's it's frustrating when your big guys deliver. Like Connor's been all over it right from the get-go, and Leon picked it up last night, and you still – don't win that game when you get those kind of performances. So 
this is where, and they've gotten some secondary scoring, which has been a problem all year. So it's it's baffling. It is to me. I said this earlier on another show. It's Jonathan Tay's willing this team to win. That's what he. That's what he did in the games one and, and three for me. Championship pedigree, you know. And I mean, I think of the Oilers winning the Cup in 1990, and uh, a lot of people were like, "How do they do it?" And, and middle of that year in 89-90, they were they were as good as any team in the league. They had a real good run, and they got back to that level come playoff time. And even though they didn't have Wayne, that team knew how to win. You know, and Mark knew how to win, and Kevin Lowe knew how to win, and Glenn Anderson was unbelievable in the final two games of the series against the Boston. But that group collectively, they had, a, you know, Craig Simpson was stellar, and Tickenden was on the team, and Curry was like they they knew how to. I mean, remember Grant Fear wasn't even their goalie that year; it was Bill Ranford. But they they were in a winning culture and a winning environment. Now I look at Chicago, and you got three Hall of Fame players: Taze, Kane, and Keith. Keith played half that third period. Those guys know how to get it done, Brian. And and they're playing with house money. They didn't think they were going to be here. They're and they're they're in the situation they're in. And the orders are learning. And usually you learn through failure. That's the crappy part about life. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you just got to learn some tough lessons along the way. Yeah, that is the longest speech I've ever heard you make on the show. But you're right. They do know how to win. And they, you know, but it's frustrating if you're on if you're a member of the Edmonton Oilers. It's frustrating when a high more goal ends up being one that could be or a Connor Murphy goal. Yeah. And not that it's, you know, and I'm proud of, I don't know Highmore, but I know Connor Murphy's a great kid. I'm so happy for him. But that's frustrating too. It's like, okay, Connor McDavid can beat us. That, you know, we're used to that. But it, it can't be, it can't be Josh Archibald. Right. Um, They've done the little things. The Oilers haven't blocked enough shots. And Zach Cassian, a player you care about tremendously, you know, he's sort of taken This hasn't been the right series for him in a lot of regards, but Edmonton needs more to support guys like that, don't they? Yeah, and I, and I, I love Zach, but this might be a good series to not dress him. You know what I mean? Like, if they got a more useful player, they don't need Zach against this group. Wow. So uh, I, I I love him. I would want to play him. But if you're only going to play him five minutes, you might as well play somebody you're going to play more than that. I'm surprised right? by the yeah. I'm surprised by the amount of offense Chicago has generated from the back end. But I think part of that's also been the Oilers' inability to, to front plucks and get you know shot block from. And I'm talking the forwards. I'm not talking the D here. Like I'm, they, they haven't yeah. done a good enough job taking away those lanes. And conversely, Edmonton's been limited, don't you think, Brian, in terms of their ability to get pucks through and their abilities even to transition the puck up the ice. Yeah, and I, I think they, this is a small thing, but I harp on it a lot. I think their dumpings have to be better if they want to get a four check going. There, too many of their dumpings are getting stopped behind the net and set up for breakouts. So the dumping has to be a soft chip that results in a puck battle or a hard rim. But either way, unless there's a puck battle at the end of it, it's unsuccessful. So little thing, but yeah, you're right. They're, and the teams have played, I said this today on the Hockey Central, I said it last night in the broadcast, the teams that rely on structure extensively and less so on improvisation all had good first games. And Chicago played with tremendous structure and discipline in game one. And then it fell apart a little bit in game two, and it crawled back in a little bit in game three. So um, teams that, you know, like we'll see what happens with Columbus and Toronto tonight because it's the same thing there. First night they had perfect structure. And, and when you're a player and you don't have to think, you don't have to improvise, you're, you're more robotic. It's easier to play sometimes when, when the stakes get high because you know exactly where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. 
What is the bigger surprise to you, the position Edmonton's in or the position Pittsburgh's in right now? I'd say dead heat. I, I thought both teams would take care of business without much difficulty. Like you say, Montreal's playing with house money. Chicago, you know, probably the same thing. Um, really important players on both teams. Uh, quality goaltending on both teams. But I thought Pittsburgh would would, uh, would would march right through them, and I thought Edmonton would march right through Chicago. Shows you how much I know. Well, um, I'm, glad I got, I'm glad I got to pay my paycheck before the playoffs began. Hey, I took Pittsburgh in two, so I mean I'm not looking too good on that one. Uh, but I, I just look at you know Pittsburgh's one. They've they've had the success. They've won cups. Murray's won cups as a goaltender. Jeff Petrie's looking all world in that uh, in that series with two game winning goals. But you know Carey Price, he can he, he can beat you, can he? He can, and he's been he's the Conn Smythe winner for now up to this point. I mean it's really early, but. We just had a player stay down, I think, in the Minnesota game. Yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was a dump in, and I'm concentrating on the show and talking to you, so I didn't see what happened. But oh, uh, Zach! Down. It looks like Zach McEwen finished a check. And who did he get there? Uh, Carson Susie. Is that who he got? Susie. Yeah. Yeah. Carson's actually. I think he's from Lloyd. Uh, Lloyd Minster, you've uh, you did an event there a number of years ago. They still talk about it, Brian. <laughs> you did you did their junior because right? Jack. Yeah, uh, Jack, I remember. I remember Jack, uh, yeah, but I've gone I've gone over. It's funny, and it's such a great pleasure because the people are so nice. I've been able to do over the years a whole bunch of events in Western Canada. Estevan helped them build the new rink there, and Lloyd Minster, and and every time Regina, every time I'm invited, I'm like, sure, I'd love to do it. So. There are not many dinners going on right about now, but someday start doing them again. I believe the comment was uh, Jack Michaels, myself, and Gene Principe did it the year after you did it. And uh, <laughs> one of the guys said to me, he goes, yeah, it's great having you guys here, uh, but we did have Brian Burke last year. <laughs> so we, got, we, we had a bit of a chuckle over that. All right, I want to hit on a couple other series. i I, I got to okay. tell you, I feel for the National Predators. They could have won that series outright right now against uh, against Arizona. I mean, Kemper stole a game yesterday. The goals that went in in game one. Uh, I think Arizona is incredibly lucky to be up 2-1. Your thoughts? Well, they're one of the best defending teams in the league this year. People underestimate that. They, they don't score a lot of goals, but they, they're they very adept at keeping the puck out of, out of their own net. And Kemper was the best goalie in the league for the first 30 or 35 games before he got hurt. And, you know, had he stayed healthy, probably would have been the best candidate. And people forget how big he is. He's a big goaltender, and a lot of stuff is hitting him. So I see Carey Price, who's stealing games. I see Kemper, who's stealing games. And that, that's why. They have a good defensive scheme in Arizona. The goaltender is playing out of his mind. Um, but the Nashville, to me, all season long, their problem has been right down the middle of the ice. Their centers where they have spent so much money I know. are just not getting their job done. I mean, uh, you know, we just had Rob Brown on. We were talking a bit about Kirby Doc. Kirby's going to be better than Ryan Johansson. You know, Ryan Johansson's yeah, yeah. making eight million a year, but Kirby's got some—he's got some fight and some piss and vinegar to his game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I will say this. I will say this about Ryan Johansson. I, I thought his playoff was it two years ago when they had the deep run. Three yeah. years ago, I yeah. thought he was really, really good. He really picked up second effort, got a chip on his shoulder. Um, but Kirby Doc is going to be better than a lot of people. You'd say better than Johansson. He's be better and might be better than anyone on that team down the road. Like. They are so impressed with during the pause he came back, 
dramatically bigger and stronger. Like, and you know, when you're 18, you can change your body composition pretty dramatically, and that's what he did. They said he worked harder in the pause than the next two guys. They love him. Yeah, well, he's an absolute horse. We had Stan Bowman on the show, uh, Brian, last Friday, and he was effusive in his praise. Um, all right, uh, switching focus, Calgary and Winnipeg. It's a series we're all watching. Uh, let's face it, Brian, your old team's running Winnipeg's show in that series. That's what's going on. They're just pounding the living snot out of them. And something I don't think anybody saw happening, but to me, Cam Talbot has outplayed Connor Hellebuck. Agree? Uh, I just played him dead even. I don't. I played him. I. I would. You know what? I have to look at some some uh, film with you, Bob. I'd yeah. say he's played him dead even. And you're right about the physical side of things. It's just unfortunate because I think every hockey fan in Canada has a soft place in their heart for Winnipeg because of, they do. They've done everything right. They brought the team back. Everyone loves Mark Chipman. Everyone loves Chevy. Everyone yeah. loves Palmer. You know what I mean? Like. It's like a teddy bear in a hospital. You know, everyone wants to hug him. But the fact of the matter is, these injuries are devastating. These are these aren't Brian Burke caliber players. These are studs that are getting hurt. Mark Shifley and you know Patrick Lyonet and these these are really important players. And I think winning Game Two was miraculous. I think Paul Maurice should get some votes for the Adams just for that one game. Um, but I think they're. They're running out of mules to put in the team, I think. You know, I think you got to have mules that can pull the wagon, and they're running out of mules. They're going to have some bigger mules next year. I'm going to guarantee you that right now. They're going to build yeah. a bigger team. They're going to have a little bit more size. I think so. Uh, all right, let's go out east. Uh, you talked briefly about Toronto against Columbus, Brian. Uh, it was a clinic from the Blue Jackets. They protected that house in the, the, the first game. Um, scary moment for the Leafs, but the Leafs showed some skill. Were you surprised how far Columbus got away from their game in game number two? Because Toronto t- uh, really took it to them. Yeah, I, I, well, it was funny. Very similar to uh, the Vancouver series where one team had such a dump. Like, they were really good, really good in game one, and uh, uh, Columbus was. And they executed their systems perfectly. And then game two... Toronto made some adjustments, started going with shorter passes and, you know, breaking up, uh, getting into the seams between the layers and really made good adjustments and outworked them in one game, too. Um, they've scored the, the right now Columbus in two games has one goal. They're not counting the empty netter. They scored one goal in two games. So Freddie Anderson's getting it done. Um, that one, I expect a totally different uh, result tonight. Not a result so much, but I expect a totally different game. I think Columbus is going to bounce back. And I think Vancouver, uh, Toronto are going to miss Jake Muzzin badly. And for any fans listening in Edmonton, they'd probably shake their head and say, well, Jake Muzzin is a good player. He's not a great player. What's the big deal? Uh, on their defense, he's a he's a really vital player. Like he On a good team, on a good deep defense, he'd be a three or a four, and he's a two on Toronto. So they're going to miss him. That's a big loss, and he's a big, he's a leader on that team too. So I, I think it's I think it's a big loss. They're going to have to really pick things up if they want to beat Columbus tonight. Well, Clefbaum and Larson, just in Edmonton's case, I know you're a big Adam Larson fan, but that pairing has not been at the level that they were at before the pause. Uh, it's just switching focus here, uh, officiating. There's been a lot of calls. Some might say too many. There was 12 calls in the first two periods last night, Edmonton, and uh, uh, you know, in, in the Order Chicago game, and then they just put the whistles away in the third. And Chicago's not playing an overly aggressive style. But have there been? Has the standard been too tight? Have there been too many ticky tack calls? Do you think? 
Yes, I said it on TV last night. This is, you know, we used to teach, I was in charge of the officials for five years when I worked at the league. And we used to tell them, watch for penalties, don't look for penalties. And I think there's some terrible soft calls. Like, first off, I'm one who believes the playoff standards should be uh, loosened up a bit. You should be able to get away with a wee bit more. And I don't care if the league agrees with that or not. So say they say, no, we're going to call the same standard. There, there's so much more at stake now, and they're calling ticky-tack penalties and chintzy penalties. And I said the same thing last night on TV. So I'm not sucking up to you, Bob. It's uh, The fact of the matter is there, there are calls where you say, really? Like we're in the commentator's room at the CBC, and they call a penalty. We're like, really? Is the one on of a playoff game? Brian, the one on Russell. The one on Russell yeah. when Edmonton's already done. I, I lost it on that. I'm like, you're calling that? I mean, you're not taking a scoring opportunity away when Edmonton's already down a man. And Russell didn't get beat back to the front of the net, and he wasn't water skiing off the guy's hip or off his back. It was a board battle. And you call yeah. that? and I mean, you're giving them a goal on a five-on-three. So, And, and there, there have been some big hits in these games. And God bless the National Hockey League players. God bless them for showing up. In shape, playing intense right from the get-go, big hits, fights. It's been tremendous hockey. But the fact of the matter is I have two criticisms. One is I do think they're calling some soft stuff. I really do. And then second, there have been, there's been a little bit of flag football, which we usually never see in the playoffs. There's been some quiet times in these games too. But uh, for the most part, it has not been overly physical where you'd say, well, they got to start calling penalties. Someone's going to get killed. It's been physical enough, but not to the point where you say we need to call more. They need to call less. I just think back to watching the Oilers in Dallas in the late 90s, early 2000s. You know, the Oilers were trying to get 80 to 100 hits a game. And Dallas's D were standing the Oilers' few skill players up. And it just, they were beating the living snot out of each other. And it doesn't even look like the same game. So, uh, Brian, as always, we appreciate your time. Enjoy the action over the next couple of days, okay? Thanks for your time. Okay, thanks, Bob. That is Brian Burke for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Rob Kinsey and the staff at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Japanese Village now open at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations with Alberta steak and tasty seafood cooked right at your table. Reservations are now available. Go online at JV. Edmonton.ca. We'll get to some of your texts when we come back on Orders Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thanks a lot, Ryan. We got some texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob Carson Suse is from Irma. Saying he's from Lloyd Minster is an in- insult. Uh, this is from a guy in Wainwright. Well, we beat Wainwright Irma in the Pee Wee Provincials in 1978. And guess who scored the game winner on a fanned wrist shot? Yep, you got it. You can text us at uh, 780-496-0063. Bob, uh, the call on Chris Russell was absolute BS. He was trying to make a check. Blank the NHL. Well, tell me how you really feel. Uh, Kirby Doc, what a player. That texture comes in out of Calgary. 
Uh, and again, you can always text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, did Berkey just say bench Cassian for the series? We just signed him for $3.2 million for four more years. Is Cassian our new Lucic? Uh, well, Zach can skate, uh, and Milan's foot speed's been a bit of an issue. Hacksaw says, Bob, i got to hand it to the Blackhawks so far. They appear to have decided to play an unemotional game to keep the Oilers from getting emotionally vested. Uh, invested. Unless, the chain, unless that change and the orders remember what a playoff hockey game is actually like, they're done. That comes to us from Hacksaw. Special shout-out to Uncle Milt and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Uh, took care of an issue with uh, the uh, Sirius Satellite Radio for me. I'm AF-150. Much appreciated. Cars class less in Wetaskiwin. Outstanding customer service. Key to a business as well. Brent Ridge Ford, nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They'll provide you with an outstanding service experience at the time of the purchase, and they'll continue that standard of service after the sale as well. So let Uncle Milt Rich, Johnny and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them. one 877 or go online at brentridge.com. The big man, the Edmonton Sporting Icon, George LaRock, after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.